Blog Talk Radio. behind it. If you were looking at the Poetry Superhighway right now, you'd see probably just my head kind of sticking out the uh, right-hand side there. I'm literally right behind it. You'd have to move it out of the way to see me. But that's okay. Uh, No need to go through that effort because here we are all together. Uh, Rick Looper here facilitating our monthly PSH Live open reading and you, yes you, are invited to call in and read a poem. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions. Be prepared not only to read a poem, but to answer my questions about what's going on in your poetry world. Uh, Do you have a reading coming up? Do you have a, a book that you've just put out that you want us to know about? Is your website... Something that we just can't miss and you need to tell us what it is. Um, Any of that kind of stuff, in addition to reading your poem, we would love to know about. So call in. The number is 646-716-7362. If you find that I'm saying the phone number too much and it starts to feel like a telethon, let me know. I don't want that to happen. I'm not asking for your money. I mean, I'd gladly... Accept it, but I'm not asking for it. All right, a couple things I want to uh, mention before we get on to our first caller. Uh, We're in the middle of the month of January, so first of all, Happy New Year to everyone. It's our first Poetry Superhighway live show of 2013. I believe today's date is 1-13-13. That's kind of exciting. I missed uh, I missed celebrating twelve twelve twelve, so pretty much all I have left is one thirteen thirteen. So of course, since it is January, that means that coming up at the uh, end of the month will be the launch of our next great poetry exchange. What's that, you ask? I'll tell you. This is an annual project we've been doing for. A number of years now where you can get a free poetry book from a random other person in the world just for promising to send a copy of your book to a different random person. So um, uh, no need to worry about the details now, but basically at the end of the month we're going to start uh, collecting your pledges to send books. Uh, It'll all be done online. It's going to be very easy and very high-tech, yet very simple. Uh, you'll 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 have a book of your own. You'll go online and say, "Yes, I will send this book to another randomly selected person." You you won't actually say that, but uh, you'll fill out a form which will indicate that, as well as putting the information about your book there. Um, we'll be doing that throughout the month of February, and the list of books will appear as uh, and it'll be updated every week as new books come in. Then at the end of the month, you'll get an email which will say, okay, email your book to this person. 
And that's all you do. You just email, not email. Sorry, that's that's not correct. This is not for ebooks. Uh, we have a separate ebook thing which comes up later in the year. Uh, mail your book to this person, and you'll be provided with their name and address somewhere in the world, and you will send off your book to that person. And then shortly thereafter, you will receive a poetry book from a whole other person. So that's pretty cool, right? Books of poetry winging their way throughout the world. So look for the details on that. The announcement will happen uh, at the end of uh, this month, or really at the very beginning of the next month. That's our annual Great Poetry Exchange. I also want to mention, uh, of course, the uh, one of the primary focuses of the Poetry Superhighway is our weekly Poet of the Week publication, which you can read, of course, just by going to the front page of the Poetry Superhighway website and clicking on the top posting there. That'll give you our latest Poets of the Week. Perhaps you just want to uh, go to the pull-down poetry menu on our new website. Did you notice our website was new? We completely redid it. Anyway, uh, one of the choices there is Poets of the Week, and you can uh, see who the latest Poets of the Week are there. You can click on Past Poets Archive, where uh, you can see every single... A person who's been a, a featured poet of the week since 1997 when we started the website and read their poetry from that particular posting all the way back from 1997. I believe our first poet of the week was Alex Papa Nicolopoulos, which is a name I've been joyfully attempting to pronounce since 1997. Back then, of course, we only published one poet a week, but very quickly. I realize that the influx of submissions allowed us to put up two poets every week, so we've been doing that pretty much ever since. Uh, but the reason I bring this up is because now that it's a new year, as you may know, our guidelines state that um, if you become a Poet of the Week, you are only eligible to be a Poet of the Week uh, once during the calendar year. So if you're published in February, for example, you're not eligible to even submit work again until the following uh, year. So... Now that it's January, if you are a person who happens to have been a Poet of the Week in 2012, uh, it being 2013, you are eligible to submit work again for consideration. Now, submitting work, of course, does not mean that you will automatically be published. Uh, it's just an invitation to send work in again. Uh, we don't always automatically – well, we don't automatically publish anyone, uh, but we uh, – Welcome your submissions, and we will read through it and consider it for publication. So there you go. The clock has been reset. All right. It's time to get to our open reading, ladies and gentlemen. The number to call in, once again, 646-716-7362. That's the number. Our first caller is from the 609 area code. Hello. Hi. My name's Martin Cohen. Uh, Hi, Mark. I wrote, I wrote some stuff, and you were nice enough to put it up on your site uh, under Martin Gottlieb Cohen. I use my middle name when I write stuff. I don't have a book, unfortunately. I don't. This is the first reading I'm doing, performance really? reading or whatever. Yeah, I've never done this before, so bear with me. I'm a little nervous, but I thought I'd uh, try it and see what happens. I remember you were talking about um, uh, last month, I think it was, about 
poetry based on paintings. Um, yes. I forgot to. Uh, how do you pronounce that? You, you for uh, uh, the it's it's uh, ekphrastic poetry. Ekphrastic, right, right. Um, uh, I just experimented with that with my. By the way, I write haiku. Um, and there's a long history. Uh, started in Japan. I waste to talk hours on it. I only have a couple of minutes. I won't bother. But people who are interested in haiku, uh, and there's a difference between Japanese haiku and English haiku. And they could uh, there's uh, definitions that people write books about uh, def- uh, a definition of haiku. There's been uh, arguments about it and some back and forth, but a good definition that I believe is a good definition. People can go to the Haiku Society of America. Is that did I say that right? Uh, I believe so. A Haiku Society of America online, and they could find more information. Uh, professional poets uh, with their haiku and uh, a good definition. If you give me a second, I could uh, read just one sentence. It's just one sentence long of a haiku definition. Uh, Haiku is a short poem that uses imagistic language to convey the essence of an experience of nature or the season intuitively linked to human condition. Now, there's a lot been said about the 575 syllable count and all that uh, and uh, it was based, uh, misinformed, I guess, so we're basing it on the Japanese uh, uh, language, and there's a whole thing about that, and there's the uh, English version that uh, modern poets try to uh, uh, make it briefer, uh, a 12-syllable count, but to me, the best thing is just within a breath, uh, and brevity is important, and uh, uh show, don't tell kind of thing uh, in good writing, any kind of good writing that that's, uh, uh, should be used. Uh, and uh, let me give you, uh, especially the type that uh, I was experimenting with uh, based on, not a, uh, there's one based on a movie, as a matter of fact, a film. Uh, this was a De Sica film, I believe, uh, the New York Italian, you know, realist. Uh, and uh, it was just a scene I saw, and I based it on that. Um, it goes uh, like this. Fishing village, the bow lanterns fade in the dawn. And that's it. Uh, another one was based on the move, another movie, uh, Captain's Courageous, the movie based on the book, uh, uh, with Spencer Tracy, uh, excellent cast. Uh, there's a scene in it uh, where, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie, but uh, it's about uh, Cape Cod and the fishing uh, fleet uh, and during the 20s, and, or uh, I'm not sure of the date, earlier probably, 19th century. And uh, there was a, a particular scene uh, uh about a boatman who happened to be John Carradine, excellent actor, and was uh, getting ready to uh, put his rigging on. There was a, a storm coming, and this is the, my attempt at it. Approaching storm, the boatman fingers the bowl. 
So those are two loosely based on uh, films. There was one, a painting of uh, uh, Van Gogh's, but I can't... Uh, really quickly here, um, because uh, typically I let people read uh, a poem, and you've got a couple in there already as well. As oh, all good... right. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No. <laughs> let me ask you a, a question. First of all, I... I um, um, I'm, I'm very much into the brevity uh, concept. I think poetry is about the economy of language. And I, uh, I remember uh, putting up your sequence a few weeks ago called uh, Remembering, uh, which, which you know, included a few of these very short uh, pieces that you, that you wrote and enjoying it very much. You're from, first of all, you're from Egg Harbor, New Jersey. Is that right? Yes. Okay, I just I'd, I'd like to let people know where people are calling from because we potentially have listeners from all over the country and even the world, and it just it's kind of an interesting you know thing to know what who we're listening to and where they're from. Um, uh, on uh, on on haiku specifically, um, of course the the classic form that most people use is the five seven five as you mentioned, um, and uh, and and as I understand it, and as you mentioned, it it has to have some kind of natural. Uh, image in it. Um, so, um, is it correct uh, that if it doesn't include the, the the natural image, but still uses that sort of format, that it that it that it would be a senryu or, or something, which is no. A well, I'm I'm not up on all that. I've been struggling trying to understand haiku for the last twelve years. And but here's some basics. Uh, there's a cutting word that uh, based on Japanese haiku and and uh, English have. Try to emulate that. Uh, there's a cutting word. There, there, there's a season word called kigo, and uh, in haiku that uh, they try to put in some kind of season word. It, it could be the name of the season or something related to the season. And there's also very important cutting word. There are two. There's a uh, fragment and a phrase. That two images com- cut, uh, uh, against each other. And the cutting word uh, cuts between those two. Uh, and uh, within those two uh, uh, images, you get an experience, uh, some sense experience or feeling for it. Um, um, so um, I lost my train of thought. So that's the basic. There are two images, one contrast, or one against the other, and they're not related or can be indirectly, but mostly. And in between those images is the person, the reader's uh, experience that they could fill that in. That's what I like about haiku. But most good writing is like that. Uh, It's uh, what you don't say. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. uh, There is something amazing about uh, what you can do in such a brief form. And, and what you said originally that it you know it might have a natural image, but it it speaks to the human condition you know there's something about such a brief that that just that is so revealing i mean i I write um in in the five seven five format a bunch sometimes but but don't necessarily include um a natural image and sometimes it's it's uh it's more like a you know i I use a humorous kind of observation as opposed to that kind of thing, which which is also a way to be powerful. I think the whole idea of the economy of language of being, you know, don't explain it, you know, just say it and be as brief as you can is is key. 
Um, before I, I want to get to some other callers, but um, do you, you mentioned you don't have a website or a book or anything. Is there anywhere people can can? Well, check there out? is a website that I gave you, and I can't remember what it is. It's Tumblr dot com with my name, uh, it, but it's on your page. I I can't even remember what it is. I haven't been on it in a while. It's my, and there are my recordings uh, that I attempted uh, with sequences. Uh, that they can go to. So if they go to your page and click on my name and and they'll see the link and they could go directly to that uh, site and listen to me. Fantastic. Well, I actually just posted the the link that, that's on our page, uh, on Featured Poet of the Week page in uh, the chat room so anyone can see it. And I also just followed that up with a link directly to your uh, Poet of the Week page so people can check it out. Well, Martin, thank you so Great. much for calling. And, and for reading a couple poems and helping us open up the show. All right, very good. Thank you. Well, call in again. That was uh, Martin Gottlieb Cohn calling from Egg Harbor, New Jersey. I didn't even get to ask him why it was called Egg Harbor. Are there, are there a lot of eggs there? Uh, uh, or is it an empty harbor available for eggs? Uh, um, or should I really just move on from this whole line of questioning because it's stupid? Uh, moving on, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Uh, looks like I've got a, um, a caller ID blocked number, so I just put someone on the air. Who is it? Hey, hello. It's Michael. Michael. In Birmingham. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Definitely. Did it drop? Hear me? Oh, I think it's dropping. I may, if it drops, we'll just have to move to the next call, and I'll try to call back. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. Um, call her from the eight one eight area code. Hello. Anybody there? Eight one eight. Fantastic. This is going so well. Moving on. How about um? Three two three. Are you there? Three two three. Yes, I'm here. Right. We have someone paying attention. This is fantastic. Who am I talking to? Mariam. Mariam. Yes. Where are you calling from? Los Angeles. I know it well. Right on. Um. Do Do you have a poem for us? Yes, I have a poem. My poem is called Knocking to Open a Way, and here it is. There was a time when woman was sacred, when the vessel of life, when nature and its womb were sacred, offering the very connection to the deeper state. There was a time where consciousness was of highest value and the means of expansion most sought after. There was a time where the creative free flow of connection coming from the right brain was known as doorway. That was the view, back when the circle was unbroken and whole. In the state of isolation, the doorway became an obstacle, an object of ridicule, and the systematic of wiping of cultures that sought it with nature, creating the shadow of a drug culture without meaning. In the state of rejection, the other side of the doorway the treasures that lay there, to be guarded by a special few, putting in place an army of clowns and clans called religion. In this migration, 
woman was no longer sacred, neither the womb of creation that is nature. In this migration, civilization's mark of progress was forced linear into the action of ruling over the beast of nature, creating mutations of genetic modifications of food, of DNA, manipulating the weather and regarding herbal medicine as pathetic. The gestation of spirit in a womb considered a nuisance, where mother is forced out of care, out of consciousness, and back into the greed of the money production to serve the linear as soon as possible, discarding the timeline of natural birth, forced into the scheduled calendars of doctors performing the ritual of cesarean, all to avoid such nuisance. And who we are cannot be wiped away. The promise of time lays as it may, the changing of seasons, the eras of consciousness exploration and shadow. While my shadow wants to wait for a better day, consciousness keeps knocking the door for me to open away. That's it. Well, Mariam, thank you so much. My pleasure. Do you um do you participate in readings in LA? Is there a spot that you like to go to? Um, there's a couple of spots, although I don't really you know, I've been to them not that many times. I've been quite a bit of times to the talking stick in Venice, just not recently. And then I kinda more recently discovered Kulak's woodshed, but I've only been to that, you know, twice, so Cool. Yeah, Kulak's Woodshed, that's what, in North Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of an all-purpose all, all, uh, uh, venue of all, all kinds of different uh, uh, performance art. Yeah, it's really music and um, not that much spoken word. I would say the, yeah, but the great thing about them is that they um, they record, they have like live recording and you can actually um, purchase a recording there. I haven't done that, but um, yeah, it's really neat. Nice. Um, what about the talking stick in Venice? I haven't heard of that. What's what's that like? When does it happen? And is it is it for spoken word? Is it for poetry? Yeah, there they have a lot more spoken word, and um, there it's more open for any kind of performance. I mean, I've seen dance there. Um, it's a coffee shop. It's a coffee shop lounge that has a stage. And they have something going on every night of the week. Sometimes they have their open mic nights, and you know, sometimes they have other kind of events. So, yeah. Cool. Do um, do you have a website or anything that people can check out if they're uh, if they want to? Yeah, more? my posts are posted um, on a website where you know poets and writers of all kinds can. Um, get their work actually copywritten for free. And the name of the website is writerscafe.org. I believe it's .org, but writerscafe. And then they can search my name, which is Mariam, M-A-R-Y-A-M. And I do have a long and complicated last name. It's Motahede. It's M-O-T-T-A-H-E-D. E-H, so if they type in my name, all my poems will come up. Cool. Well, Mariam, thanks so much for uh, calling in today and reading your poem and telling us about those two venues. 
My pleasure. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. All right, call again. That was uh, Mari. I'm calling from here in Los Angeles. Um, uh, uh, first time caller um, and uh, and a sometime participant in at at the Talking Stick in Venice and at Kulex Woodshed in North Hollywood, or as we like to abbreviate here, NoHo. Moving on. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 780 area code. Hello. Hello? Yeah, hi. Hi. I, I didn't push the one, but uh, it's Neil Miley calling from 780, which is Edmonton, Alberta. Okay. And... Uh, and and a half the time I'm in Austin, Texas, I have called in from there before, so that's so I get to do these poems all over the place, which is kind of nice because these are two actually pretty active communities in the poetry department. So today I have a couple of short little coyote poems for you, which are not exactly haiku, but they're in the in that regard, and but one of them might be one of them has changing uh, titles, but uh, for the Texas Poetry Calendar, it's called uh, West Texas Heartache or something like that, and it goes like this. Coyote howls at the moon, believing it to be the sun withholding its warmth. And that that one. The other one. And the other one is a New Year's one. It's called Another Year and the Miracle of Still Being Here. Like Coyote, the old trickster, dry-footing it across a mirage. I don't know if you can see that picture of the coyote in the distance going across the the little lake in the middle of the road. I can see it. Uh, I can see it right now. Um, Good. So, uh, Neil, um, you what what brings you back and forth between Austin and Edmonton? Well, uh, I'm a Canadian, and I have, and I also am very much in love with with Austin. So I have a home in both places because I I need to be in Canada, you know, more than six months a year. So I'm just a kind of, and I'm sort of semi-retired, so I can go wherever I want to be. And one of the places I want to be a lot is Austin, Texas. You know, the Austin International Poetry Festival, and just pretty much any day of the week, you can go to one or two open mics in Austin. It is just an amazing hotbed of poetry, thanks to Tom the World Poet and a whole lot of the other gang around there. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I understand it's quite a thriving community down there. I, uh, uh, one of our uh, one of our locals, uh, uh, Derek Brown, who started Right Bloody Publishing, just uh, relocated the whole press to uh, Austin and and opened up a little independent bookstore, the Right Bloody Store. So, uh, oh, really. Good. I'll be back there in a in a couple of weeks. I I will check that out. That that sounds like fun. So because you're going to be in Austin before uh, I am, and I'd love to next month hear a report on on that store. I, I, you can check out the info at rightbloody.com about the press, and then of course the information on where the store is. And it's it's just kind of a unique little little place. And I I I guess from from what I understand, it really fits well uh, into the whole Austin scene. Well, that would make sense because Austin is, you know, still about as weird and wonderful a place as you're likely to find in America. So, uh, yeah, I hope he does well. 
I feel like I'm wasting my time here in Van Nuys. <laughs> well, please come visit. I will. Um, okay. Good up. <laughs> um, Neil, thanks so much for calling and, and, and call back again, okay? Will do. Okay. Thanks, sir. Okay. Bye. All right. That was uh, uh, Neil calling from uh, – well, I guess today he was calling from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada – uh, but at any minute, he, he could be in Austin, Texas. So you never know with Neil, apparently. Um, all right, we've got about a half an hour left in the show. Plenty of time for you to call in and share your poem. Let us know what's going on in your poetry world. The number is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller... Hello? Michael? Yes, it's Michael again. Maybe we'll stay connected. Happy New Year. As well. In Birmingham, um, I have a um, triptych. That's three panels. The first panel... Hello? Yep. I feel like we're not connected. The first panel is entitled Frere Noel. And it's a shaped coin, of course, verbally over the air. You can't see it, but I'd be curious to know what shape comes to people's mind, um, prompted by the words. It's a short one. Panel one, Frere Noel. Christmas can't be captured. Panel two, Wonder Worker. And it's prompted to accompany a painting by Norman Rockwell, 1922, the day after Christmas. Wonder Worker. Santa's sack emptied. Now he's sacked out, spent on childhood. And the third panel is called Magian, Magian Nativity. The gift that is never wrapped up, free from captivity. The gift that keeps giving to receive longevity. I am with you always of activity. That gift with that kind of intensity that is forever present, ever ready to deliver nativity, creativity. And that's the three panels to the wonderful Michael. And thank you so much for calling in. As always, great to great to hear your voice. And as I as I said, I don't know if you heard, but uh, uh, very cool to uh, have a triptych, um, which which I've never thought before, but I've sure seen a lot. Of well, I feel like we're so breaking up. I don't know how much of that how much of that came across. Cross clearly, I don't know, because from my end, it sounded very much like we were. It just sounded like dead air. <laughs> Hello, uh, are you there now? Was, uh, it's just uh, in and out. I'd be, I'd be curious to hear the playback and see how it. How it okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Michael go because I'm pretty sure he can't hear us as well as we can hear him. But Michael, uh, as you listen to the playback or as you continue to listen to the show, uh, please know we heard you loud and clear, and it was. It was uh, it was everything you you could have hoped it would be. 
So uh, that was Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, a repeat caller, a repeat offender, really, here on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number to call in again is area code 646-716-7362. Call in, won't you? This is a great opportunity to uh, to read your poetry to a, a worldwide audience. We've already had calls from Canada all the way on the other side of America, North America, I should say. Um, and, uh, oh, I wanted to also, I, I guess I forgot to mention this earlier, but Martin Cohn, who opened up the show, he mentioned that it was his first time ever ever calling in. Uh, so how cool is that to, uh, to uh, not just calling in, but reading poetry, you know, in, in any kind of out loud format before. So uh, congratulations, Martin. Forgot to forgot to say that to you when we were on the air for uh, taking that brave step and sharing your poems in public. All right, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 425 area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. This is T.L. Stokes. How are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. So nice to, to have you on the air again. I'm just glad to still be alive. <laughs> You're doing great. How are things in your neck of the woods? Remind us uh, where your neck of the woods is. Uh, usually Fall City, Washington, but I'm actually on an alpaca farm in uh, kind of between Redmond, Washington, and Fall City, out in the boonies. Wow. What What are you doing on an alpaca farm? I'm staying here because, um, well, I'm kind of on a... I'm kind of doing a, a writer's retreat, but it's mostly because I broke my leg, and um, and so I'm staying at a at a friend's farm. That's great. I just called up some pictures of alpacas on the net that I could look at while speaking with you for inspiration. Yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? They're pretty stellar looking looking animals. Um, kind of like a a cross between a a sheep, a camel, and a poodle. Yeah, they're from the camel family, um, South America, up in the Andes Mountains. Very cool. That well, that must be. Yeah, I I know that if I were on an alpaca farm, that pretty much all I would be writing about would be al- alpacas. So I I I don't I don't mean to hold you to that, but uh, but I'd love to hear what you've come up with so far. Okay, great. Well, I've got a new one. Um, it's actually uh we get an influx of um somewhat rare snowy owls in Washington state that come down from the Arctic and sometimes it's uh because there's um fluctuations in the lemming population cuz that's kind of their primary source of food and um sometimes they're just a little overpopulated so they come down and kind of spread out their ter- territory this time of year so the poem is called snow ghost I am the lame horse in the blanketed field, looking out towards the small ghost of a stump. Nothing has happened all day until you walked into the sticks and frozen grass which makes up our world here in the stillness of winter. I see that you want a closer look. I look to see just what it is you are looking at. Ah, yes, owl and cat's eyes white bull of her face, almost grin, 
as if in her arctic sweater dwells another universe. You love her as you never have before, and she stays to have you take her photograph, pretends it is nothing to her, and you will never know her name. Hmm. Nice. Very nice. Still there, Teal? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, yeah, great to hear that. Um, uh, is that something that you wrote while on this uh, impromptu retreat? Um, yes. Uh, I'm doing a series of snowy owl poems um, with, um, I know a photographer that takes these stunning photographs of them, well, and other raptors and different wildlife and stuff. So I'm hoping to pair up some of the some of his photographs with some of my work. So um, just trying to branch out. Usually I don't write about owls, so that was something a little bit new. That's cool. Well, you know, it's uh, uh, I think leaving your element is 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 probably the best prompt I could give anyone in terms of uh, you know if you need something to write about and if if discovering owls is 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 is, is that uh, outside of your element element for you, then then great. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and how cool that we have people calling in from all around the world, you know, with their different Canada and, you know, from all different areas. It's great to hear um, what people see, you know, and uh, what they focus on. I agree. I think that's the, the coolest thing in the world. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm so excited about the Great Poetry Exchange, which I which I mentioned earlier in the show and you probably know about, you know, in that, you know, you might be sending a book of poetry to someone on a different continent and receiving one from a place you've never heard of, you know, just the idea oh, yeah. that poetry is going in every direction, you know, simultaneously is, is exciting. And that's, that's I guess that's kind of the mission of, of the Poetry Superhighway. Anyway, so glad you're tuned into that. Yeah, well, thank you. You give us a great venue to to share our work. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, TL, thanks so much for uh, calling in and for sharing your new new poem. I hope you uh, I hope you heal up quickly. <laughs> thanks. And do do hug an alpaca for me, would you? I will. I will. Cool. All right. Talk to you again. All righty. Take care. Bye. TL Stokes calling from somewhere in the great north uh, west of California. I mean, of uh, Washington, uh, on an alpaca farm. How many of you? can say right now that you're on an alpaca farm. Not that many, I bet. All right, moving on. Once again, the number is 646-716-7362. Would love to hear your poem and your experiences with alpacas, if you have any. Um, our next caller is from the, let's see, 780 area code. Hello. I think what's happened here is my – this is Neil again. I, I got dropped somehow after we chatted, and uh, so I called back in again. Oh, calling in is – you're supposed to listen to the show on the computer. If you call in, it puts you in my, my queue, and it lets me know that you want to talk. So uh, yeah, you're meant to listen to the show on online uh, on through iTunes or something of that nature, not not in the call-in queue. So there you go. All right, uh, moving moving on. Our next caller 
looks like it's uh, someone from the 562 area code. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. This is Complicated Passions from Los Angeles. Complicated Passions. That's yes, uh, That was a hell of a brave name for your parents to give you. <laughs> well, actually, my name is Samuel Rain. I am a poet, and Complicated Passions is the name of my company, and I use it as a stage name. Got it. Okay. I knew there was something more complicated to that than I thought. All right. And you're from uh, you're calling from L.A. You said. Yes, I am. Cool. Give us your poem. First, okay, uh, it's send me your love. I found myself in a spell to think of you as my heart pounding for love far away. The calling of my hunger is for a surrender that won't let go. Feel this impression. My thoughts upon your mind. It will move you like a butterfly. Let me tell you, seeing your love through these eyes personally sent my emotions to say these very words. Love me now and forever be that temptation. Yes, look into these eyes. Find them like a sea of lost ships. My feelings, a horizon beyond the sight of the reality my world has become. At this moment, these emotions are like an unpredictable storm, building, raging, longing for the calm, the wanting that comes with the peace your love will bring. I know there's something about you. You are that impulse filling my thoughts. Your words send my love to another world. I'm enslaved by the emotions of my own desire a love of the same mind, a mirror reflection of what my life would be. Taken by the urge, I was lured by the attraction, my hunger for passion. And that's that piece. Very nice, Complicated Passions. Thank you. What um, do, you, do you do poetry readings here in L.A.? Uh, yes, there's some venues that I, I do venture out to. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on a road trip to the East Coast if some of the weather breaks. And uh, you can see me in New York, Philly, Boston. I'm going to be in Atlanta and make my way back to California and then do some things here as well. That's cool. And it's a poetry. It's a spoken word tour. Well, actually, you know, it's just me going out on my own. But I mean, it's it's your solo spoken word tour. The purpose of your trip is to go and and do performances. Yes, and promote my product. My my, I have a new book coming out titled Complicated Passions. It's on sale now, and it, it will be released February the first. And uh, I'm working on my CD that I'm going to be having out before I do my road trip, and that'll be out along with two other projects that I'm working on. So. I'm putting a lot of product out this year in 2013, which is the year of the poet. So uh, this is my time to share. That's so cool. And I, I saw you actually um, uh, posted the link to your your Facebook page in uh, in the chat room. I'm gonna I'm gonna repost it again. So if anyone wants to check out more from you, I'm sure they can do it there and and check out if they happen to be local to where you're performing, they can they can see that info there. Yes, absolutely. When I do uh, uh, go out to in Los Angeles, I do post that I'm, I'm going to be out at certain venues, so people can check me out there. Um, and I'll have a new website up for February because, like I said, I have a new book coming out, 
and uh, they can purchase the book from me, or they can purchase the book at Inner Child Press, uh, and I'll put that link in, in, the, in the chat room as well so people can see that. And they can come to my page and find that link as well. Fantastic. Well, um, I'm so glad you had the chance to call in, and it's 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 an incredible thing to be able to go out into the world and, and you know spend some time like literally going on tour, going from venue to venue, bringing your your art you know to all of these places, and it's something that I know a lot of us who write you know uh, when we're not at work you know, and sometimes when we're at work you know we wish we could take off the time to to do so um you're kind of living the dream there and i hope it's very successful thank you very much all right well good luck with it and call in again sometime okay absolutely i'm going to follow the show i just clicked on follow awesome we'll we'll try to make it worth your while thank you <laughs> take it easy that was a uh, complicated passions calling from uh, right here in la uh check out his facebook page if you want to hear more and he may be coming to a town near you uh, so there you go. All right, about 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, moving on to a caller from the 818 area code. Hi, 818. Hello. Hi, who's this? Ivan Dreyer. Hi, Ivan. Welcome. Thank you. Um, how's everything uh, in the 818? Very They're- cold. Look out the window and answer the question for myself. But um, yes, it is cold, isn't it? Unusually it's so. Un- unreasonably cold here in yes. in California. I I I think that we should get together and see about getting our money back. Yeah. This is certainly not sunny, warm Southern California. is isn't. Um, so uh, you got a poem for us? I certainly do. This was prepared in response to a call for a poem on a news topic from 2012 of 12 lines with 12 words each. And I've added to it a couple more lines that I thought were germane to the topic. And it's entitled, Geopiocalypse 2012. We practice rituals of unnatural selection whenever the calendar calls for elections. First Republicans fought out the primary, grudgingly settling for Willard Mitt Romney, a fellow proclaiming whatever then pleased you, a proclivity later labeled Romnesia, whose past position less than adroit had essentially urged let go Detroit, a repeated refrain played with persistence an additional bane of his existence. Surrogates cast him as being decent. He cast off the 47%. The first debate he apparently swept, while Obama seems to have slept. Then followed blunders, some really lousy, women in binders whipped on Benghazi. Was Ryan lying? Was Biden snarky? Telling hard truths? or merely malarkey. Uneven debates proved to be insufficient to cure a campaign so inefficient, which in the very last inning ignored the scoreboard, declaring, we're winning, while realists worriedly whispered, oh my oh, Virginia, Iowa, and finally Ohio. Dems had surpassed an unfit economy. Repubs can't survive one Mitt Romney. So they suffered intense electoral trauma, having once again lost to Obama. Never was there a tale of woe like the GOP and their Romneo. Fantastic. That's that's a success story as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. Ivan, that was a lot of fun to listen to, I have to tell you. That was a lot of fun 
putting it together. It took a long time. I had to be very careful, and of course, in meeting the stringent requirements of the of the poem, uh, having those the restrictions of the number of words in a line, and then making it all work in terms of the rhyme scheme. Uh, it took some time to, to get it all to happen, but it was fun doing. Tell tell me the title again. I almost had a heart attack listening to it. Uh, okay. It's Geopiocalypse. Spelled G-O-P in caps and then Ocalypse. I get it. 2012. Um, a startling title for a wonderful poem. It is, uh, you know, I, I tend to not write uh, uh, poetry in rhyme um, that much because I, I I think it's so much harder to do it well. Um, a lot of people write rhyming poetry, but I, I, I feel not a lot of people write good rhyming poetry, you know, and it's um, it's really a challenge because um, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's not that hard to find words that rhyme, but the, the words that rhyme uh, that you might not be the, the best words for for the piece, you know. Exactly. That That's the trick is to find the right word that provides the necessary sound, but at the same time has the meaning that exactly needs to be there. Right, um, and then there's some amazing rhyme poems, rhyme poems written in particular rhyme schemes where you don't even notice that it's a rhyme poem when you're when you're listening to and reading it. And those are kind of stellar, as well. Yeah. It, it, it's an admirable skill to be able to to put that together. So, well done. Thank you. Tell us. Uh, I know you're here in the San Fernando Valley. Are you? Uh, tell us what city, just so people get a sense of where everyone is. I'm in Northridge or Porter Ranch, whichever, the same, 91326. Right. I vaguely recall telling you that I, I'm there every Sunday morning myself. Um, yes, yes, and I'm aware of that. Every single morning, because that's where I drop my kid off at preschool. Um, uh-huh. So uh, there you go. Okay, cool. Well, um, Ivan, uh, great to hear your voice again. Thanks for calling in and sharing your poem. You're very welcome. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Ivan Dreyer uh, calling us from Northridge, California, uh, where it is just as freezing there as it is here in uh, Van Nuys, California. There are certain parts of Van Nuys which are Northridge adjacent. All right, Don Astuano. Uh, Sonoma, how are you? So called. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good. So cold. So cold it is, not yep. only in the south, but also up here in the north. Well, uh, we should all huddle together for warmth. Uh, huddle lights. Listen, the poem I'm going to do to you tonight is titled Blind Circumstance, and it's dedicated to a fictional character who you probably have read, the name of which is Mara Dan. The poem goes, You picked up the dead stone of my heart with your right hand and threw me just so, so I flew above the surface of the lake of love. My dead heart kissed the lake's surface, skipped, until it finally plopped, stop, only to deep drown in the once clear water of care and concern. All of me came to rest, compressed in the bottom water, 
and so I was unable to see you walk away from the lip of the lake towards the heavy conceit of asphalt and concrete. Come back, come back to the lake and dredge me out and wash away the murky cover because I do not wish to remain in this blind circumstance. In text. Um, I'm not familiar with the character Maradon. What, uh, what's that from? Who's that? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. It's going to be curiosity tickle tickle. Ah, <laughs> uh, you laughed. You're such a tease. <laughs> That's what you said. Um, thank you very much. There's nothing going on here except for something called Random Acts at the local community center, also known as a bookstore, Reader's Books, on. East Napa Street every second Saturday of the month. Um, there is a admission donation charge of $5 in order to pay for the space in which the reading is held, sort of a patio in back of the bookstore. So, um, considering all the closing of bookstores and the nice feeling I get when going through books, um, I am tempted to and follow through um, giving this cause a support. So, support your local bookstore. Become friends with the owners. And hopefully it's an indie, uh, independent. Well, it's gotten to the point where there's almost only independent bookstores left, uh, you know, as it as it were, because the the big ones are all are all failing, you know, and it, and it, which is an interesting turnabout since it was the big box uh, uh, bookstores that that were uh, feared to be shutting out the independent booksellers, but they just it seems like they're not able to make it. So uh, it seems like we're, we're, we could potentially be at a point where independent booksellers uh, may be thriving again. Of course, the, the major threat to them these days is is the fact that so much is, is becoming electronic, uh, that uh, the, the bookstore in any form may be, uh, may be a thing of the past at some point in the future. But uh, anyway... Well, I've, I've even heard that libraries are going to e-books now too, so... So much for that. So, uh, and just opened in, gosh, I forget, Arizona or something, a, a bookless library. Uh, first, yeah. it's going to be a series of them where they they have ebook readers and a, and that you can check out and that kind of thing. So it's a it's a whole new world. Don, thanks I re- much. Bye bye. Get to a couple other callers, but uh, that was uh, uh, Don calling from Sonoma, California. Always good to hear his voice. Um, a stalwart of the Sonoma, California. A poetry scene. Moving on, the next caller is from the 240 area code. Hello. Hey, I think that's me. That is you. <laughs> well, my name is Ashira, or Ashira Mulka, and so, you Ashira. know, you and I have corresponded before, but I, we've never seen Oh. Where, where, where I, are you from, Ashira 
I'm in Maryland. Maryland. Do you want to narrow it down to a city so we get the the geogra- <laughs> We're not donkey, I promise. <laughs> I'm in Rockville. Okay. Um, yeah, Rockville, Maryland, as in don't go back to a ridiculous excuse for music fame. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) I have a poem. Hear it. Should I read it? Right now. All right. So this is called White Heat. After too much time spent in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, I return to Be'er Sheva, and here I feel the white heat rise up through my stomach, heart, overtake my body, separate, surround, and keep me safe from you and all the others who would want to force me into the unnatural human world you inhabit. Your shouts in my face are loud and distant. No culture or government or any human instrument can match the sensuality of this, my home, my desert. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Into the word poem. Uh, so, uh, well done. Oh, thank you very much. Um, what's going on in Rockville, Maryland, in terms of poetry? Well, I don't know because I haven't been involved in it too much. I I do know, though, um, that there's this thing going on for the inauguration that's not really about poetry, but it's just about art. Actually, it's not about poetry at all, but it's kind of timely, so maybe I should mention it, which is called A Thousand Artists, and it's actually a Californian. They're going to be taking an art train. They're riding the train from California, from Northern California, to D.C. in a few days. Wow. To do art during the inauguration. So I think it's kind of neat. I mean, I guess people could go and hand out poetry as long as they're quiet because you can't make a lot of trouble, you know? <laughs> they prefer not trouble at inaugurations. Yeah, they do. But Can I ask you a question? I was just glancing at your uh, your Facebook page um, because, you know, I like to post people's links in the chat room and, and stuff, and I came across... A picture of Potty's restaurant. Oh, I mean that's just that has nothing to do with me. That's just somebody else, I guess, posted that because they thought it was funny. Um, I think that's a restaurant in India where they have all kinds of funny names for things by you know American point of view. I I just it's a vegetarian place. I'm a vegetarian, but then I don't know that I want to eat at a place called Potties. But that has nothing to do with you, so I'm sorry to to bring you into that. <laughs> it is funny though. I like to laugh, so <laughs> got a lot in common. Um, cool. Well, look, um, I'm I'm running out of time here, but I want but thank you so much to call in. Great to hear your voice. We do this every month. You should definitely call in again. And your assignment is to find out what's going on in poetry in Rockville, so you can let okay. us know. I will do that. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. This is Shira Malka calling from Rockville, Maryland. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, plumb out of time here. So uh, sorry for the couple of callers we we didn't get to this time around. But our next show will be uh, Sunday, February 10th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Do plan on calling in. We we do this every single month. So uh, if you don't get in, uh, you can try the next time. Of course, you can try calling earlier uh, is, is, is the way to guarantee 
getting in. And then, of course, there's those shows where like two people call in and I'm kind of trying to stretch for the whole hour. So call during those shows. That's the best time to call, I think, as well. Uh, this is uh, Rick Lupert for Poetry Superhighway Live. Visit us online at PoetrySuperhighway.com. Thanks to everyone for calling in and look forward to our announcement about the Great Poetry Exchange on February 1st. Have a great day, everyone.